watching him all the time. How grand to be a doctor of whatever and to weigh up and decide people's future. He asked me a few more things, none of them interesting. The poetry of Eliot, would you care to make a comparison between Eliot and Lawrence? This was the younger one. I thought he must be joking. An American banker interested in the rhythms of the Anglican liturgy and a pitman's son who wanted to escape from Nottingham, maybe via sex or by his crude paintings, compare them. I looked at him carefully, but he showed no sign of humour, so I gave an answer about their use of verse forms, trying to make it sound as though it had been a reasonable question. He nodded a few times and looked relieved. He didn't follow it up. Your personal report, the big one said, from your teacher. Did you have difficulties with him? I hadn't been aware of any, I said. Is there anything that you'd like to ask us about life in college? We try to make everyone feel welcome. It seemed wrong not to ask something. It might look as though I didn't care, but I couldn't ask any of the things I really wanted to know. I felt a trickle of sweat on my spine. I hardly ever sweat, and it gave me an idea. What's the thing with laundry? What? said the big one gruffly. Do you have, well, like, washing machines? Uh, Gerald? I'm not quite sure, said the younger one. Each undergraduate is assigned a moral tutor, said the schoolmasterly one, a fellow of the college who can help you with all your personal and health questions. So he'd be the one to ask? Yes. Yes, I imagine so. Well, Mr. Engel... Uh, Engleby. Engleberry, you can go now, unless... Uh, Gerald? No, no. Good. So we'll look forward to seeing you next autumn. I didn't see how they could let me go without telling me if I'd been successful. Have I won a prize? I said. We shall be writing to your school in due course. When we've completed the interview process, it's an exceptional year. I shook his offered hand, waved at the seated one, and went out down the oak stairs. What a pair of frauds. In the evening, I tear a ticket from a book and take it to the college dining hall, which was designed by Robert Adam. You have to buy a book of thirty-five every term. You don't actually have to use them, but the cash you pay in advance keeps the kitchen going. I'm wearing a long black gown over my jeans and sweater, and there are candles in sconces on the painted plaster walls. We stand up when a door behind the top table opens and the fellows of the college come in to dine. The master is an oceanographer who once drew maps of undersea mountain ranges. I think he imagines that New Zealand once broke free from Germany. The crystal glasses glitter in the candlelight. They drink wine. We drink water, though you are allowed to ask for beer if you like. Stellings is the only man to do this. A pint of ale, please, Robinson, he says to the stooping butler. Beer for you, Mike. I shake my head. Stellings brews his own beer in a plastic barrel. He calls it SG, short for student's gin, drunk for a penny, dead drunk for tuppence, and once forced me to drink it even though it made me sick. I sometimes don't take dinner in the dining hall. I found some places I like better. One of them is a pub, a walk of ten or fifteen minutes away over a green. There are lots of greens, or pieces as they call them here, down a side street, up a back street. The beer there tastes much better than Stelling's homebrew. The lights here are low. The floor is made of wooden boards. The other people are not from the university. 
They are what are called ordinary people, though each person is really too specific to be ordinary. It's quite dark, and people talk softly. Although the barman knows me, he doesn't intrude. I often have a baked potato or a cheese and ham pie. I also drink gin and vermouth mixed. I like red vermouth better than white. When I've drunk two or three of these, I feel I understand the world better. At least, I don't mind so much that I don't understand it. Other times, I go into the middle of the town. There's a bright Greek restaurant there where it's embarrassing to be seen alone, but they bring moussaka with rice and with chips, and with Greek salad and pita bread with olives and hummus. Sometimes I don't eat for two or three days, so I need to load up. With this Greek food, I drink white wine that tastes of toilet cleaner, and they go together well. I also take drugs. My favourite is opium, though I've had it only once.